Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty. Find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, aceloppodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back once again to another episode of the A Slot Podcast. Uh, it's me, your host, the Opera Ghost here, once again. And I know that I said I was going to try and upload a bit more regularly. But again, life gets in the way, so... My sincerest apologies. We're going to go and try this all once again. And I will put in even more effort to try and do this a little bit more regularly for you all. I have had some um, some troubling news with when it comes to my recovery from the brain injury. Um, so I had reduced sensation in my left foot, and a little while ago that spread up my leg. So I need to go in for another CAT scan soon. And with that cloud hanging over me, it's been difficult to get into the right into the right mindset the right frame of mind to come and do this podcast. So again, my sincerest apologies to all you lovely little sluts. But on a more on a more, on a fun side, on a on a funner side, more fun side. Have you tried out Alt Playground yet? No, you definitely should, because it's all about inclusivity in the lifestyle. And that's why they offer nine different gender identities, nine different relationship status, statuses, stati, stata, statuses, and 13 sexual orientations. Our Playground's mission is to provide a fun and inclusive environment for all non-monogamous people and sexually open people. Go and check it out at oldplayground.net. And you can always find me especially in the podcast corner on oldplayground.net. They told me, boys, don't cry or play with Barbies. So my whole life I've tried my hardest to be the man that they wanted me to be. 
But can we normalize that boys can cry too? And we get self-conscious of the way that we look But we don't have to follow society If I want to wear a dress, I can It don't make me less of a man Cause I know I look good in pink I don't care what you think, just stay mad Your ego is so paper thin Why are you so scared of being feminine? I paint my nails cause it don't make me less of a man That's right ladies and gentlemen It does not make you less of a man If you do anything that's considered quote unquote feminine it is something that really does quite frustrate me um, quite often actually and it's something that our society does deal with on a daily basis now today we're going to go into it again of course as you've, as you've realized we're going to go into toxic masculinity I almost said toxic monogamy then but that's for a future day but we're going to go about this from a different sort of aspect as we did the last episode. So, without further ado, we're going to look at this from in, a, in an LGBTQ sense. And I found an article on them.us called Gay Men's Obsession with Masculinity is Hurting Their Mental Health. Is it an obsession? I'm not so sure about the word obsession, but... Masculin toxic masculinity does affect their mental health quite often, quite a bit, and quite seriously. So researchers are tallying the consequences of gay culture's fixation on masculinity, and the costs are higher than you might think. So from the moment they leave the womb, men are indoctrinated with ideas about what their gender means. We talked about a lot in the last episode. Real men don't cry. They don't ask for help. They don't back down from a fight. Our culture indoctrinates masculinity in ways both subtle and overt. Through schoolyard taunts and gender bathrooms. At the gym, as in the frat house. The result of this constant, constant, relentless social conditioning is that every gay men inherits an identity crisis. They must reconcile their sense of masculinity with their failure to conform to its compulsory heterosexuality. And that's one thing I want to add just before I go on with this, is that homosexuality and masculin and masculinity are two very different things. They do not they are definitely not mutually exclusive. My word. Well some resolve the conflict by eschewing gender norms altogether. A surprising number embrace the very rubric they fall short, short of, striving to embody cultural notions of masculinity in the way they speak, act, and dress. This is particularly true when it comes to dating. Justin Miller, psychologist at the Kinsey Institute, states, In the gay community, a sexual premium is placed on masculinity, which puts pressure on gay men to be masculine. This I'm not sure about that so much, because there is definitely a big market for quote-unquote twinks in 
in the gay community. He goes on to say, feminine acting men are seen as less desirable sexual partners. Not always, but I, I can see where it's coming from. We'll, we'll continue on. This is no news to anyone who has ever perused gay dating apps, where one often comes across men advertising themselves as straight acting or mask, M-A-S-C. It's as common to list the number of times you go to the gym per week as divulging your age. In one 2012 study about gay men's attitude toward masculinity, a majority of those surveyed said it was important not only for themselves to present as masculine, but for their partners to look and act masculine as well. Other studies have found that gay men are more attracted to masculine-looking faces and muscular builds. Again, I, I, I like to know where this, uh, where these studies are, but I, I can understand it. Again, the, I know there is a large twink market. I, I, I don't like the, mo the word market either there, actually, now that I think about it. But there are a lot that like twinks. The more masculine one rates oneself, the greater importance he places on masculinity in his partner. Quote, If enough people tell you that they're only looking for masked men, you start thinking there's something wrong with you. And that's certainly understandable. If you get told, I only like this, and you're sitting there going, and you're not that. And that, to be fair, that, that works within the hetero communities as well. If you're told so often, oh, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for this, and you're not that, then it definitely affects you. And you definitely think that you definitely look at yourself and go, what's wrong with me? Why, why, why can't I be that? While some may dismiss the reverence of masculinity among gay men as, quote-unquote, just a preference, it has documented negative effects on mental health. Gay men who are more gender non-conforming struggle more frequently with self-esteem and experience higher levels of depression and anxiety. Those who prize masculinity are more likely to be dissatisfied with their bodies. A big part of the reason people in the LGBTQ plus community have more mental health issues is not only because they experience high levels of marginalization from society at large, it's also because of the intense pressure to be, look, and act in a masculine way. Masculine way. Lay Miller once again comes in, and he states, "You have all of this social exclusion happening more broadly, but also within the queer community itself. We're judging and excluding one another. Whether or not gay men intend to shun those that are less masculine than they are." If a critical mass of the community expresses a preference for masculinity, it creates a standard. John Ersing, a writer in New York, states, Femme men can feel ostracized because of the pedestal we put masculinity on. If enough people tell you they're only looking for masked men, you start to think there's something wrong with you. Like I said just before, it's a great quote. And again, again, I don't want to put that into just the just the, the the gay community or anything like that. That happens within within the hetero community as well. You know, I like 
the the tall men argument is is part of that, and that's that that is a toxic masculinity trait as well. I mean, like tall men, you know, broad shoulders, that thing. Gay culture seems to have this a bit more obsession, I guess, because they put they they say that they're masculine. They say how many times they go to the gym, like like I said before. The amount of time someone goes to the gym is on the same number as people who put in their age. Gay culture's obsession with masculinity hurts both masculine and feminine men alike. A professor of psychology at the University of Missouri, Francisco Sanchez, states, Even gay men who subscribe to masculinity, and it may be genuine, feel a degree of uncertainty about whether they are masculine enough and how they are seen by others. There is often a sense of inferiority, I guess. But again, I, 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 as bad as it sounds, I know I'm talking about the the gay communities and the and the lifestyle here and gay people. But there's a lot of parallels to the hetero community here. While such feelings are most common earlier in the coming out stages, Sanchez notes that masculine norms continue to affect gay men's sense of self long after they've told mum and dad. Many gay men want to fit in and be seen as normal. Not different, is the quote he comes to with that. The pressure to conform to male stereotypes doesn't just harm gay men, it's bad for all men. The American Psychological Association released a document titled Guidelines for Psychological Practice with Men and Boys. The APA acknowledged that general gender roles are largely socially constructed. Science still knows very little about how biology affects gender and masculine norms across different cultures. There is a particular constellation of standards that have held sway over large segments of the population, including anti-femininity, anti-femininity, achievement, assure of the appearance of weakness, and adventure, risk, and violence. Thirteen years in the works, the document noted that rigid, rigid adherence to this traditional masculine ideology harms men's mental and physical health, in part by discouraging them from expressing emotion and seeking treatment when they need it. The guidelines prompted a fierce backlash from the right-wing media, which accused the APA of demonizing men. Traditional masculinity seems to be, in this report at least, uh, correlated with being a pig or a creep or a Harvey Weinstein kind of person. And that's coming from a Fox News commentator. I don't want to go into Fox News. Somebody else called it a full frontal attack on conservative values. Ryan McDermott, who's a professor of psychology at the University of South Alabama, who helped draft the guidelines, says such criticisms missed the point here. The point was to help psychologists better treat men and boys. What conservative commentators failed to appreciate was that it was rigid and extreme forms of masculinity rather than all of masculinity. So we're talking about toxic masculinity here. And that's what the APA cautioned against. Not 
masculinity in general. And it's not an attack on masculinity, but this toxic form of it. When you adhere to masculine norms in rigid ways, it stops you from adapting and coping with your environment. It leaves men not seeking help, self-medicating, committing suicide, being abused in relationships. It's not the norms that are toxic, but the ways that people ad adhere to them. It may be tempting to dismiss all masculinities as bad. Victim Powell, who's the director of Health Disparities Institute and the associate professor of psychiatry at the University of Connecticut, stresses that even traits associated with traditional masculinity can be beneficial depending on the social context. Stoicism, for, for example, can serve service members well on the battlefield but creates a barrier in overcoming PTSD. The more important thing to remember is that masculinity is plural and situational. There's more than one way men and boys enact masculinities in their daily lives. And this comes from, from Powell. And Powell's research focuses on the impact of gender norms and racism on black men. You can't exist in a world where you're always armoured. Puts boys and men in this box. And that box makes it very hard for them to get the help they need. Gain straight alike, men who are more flexible in their adherence to these norms, those who can step in and out of the box, can better handle their environment. Research shows consistently that men who are more flexible in their gender roles tend to be healthier at nearly every level. John Osteen states there's nothing wrong with being attracted to mask guys but the problem comes when you're completely shutting yourself off to any other possibility you're almost cock blocking yourself the good news is that the strict binary between masculinity and femininity appears to be blurring which is fantastic a majority of millennials believe gender falls on a spectrum, according to Fusion's massive millennial poll. And a, and a survey from the queer rights organization GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, showed 12% of this generation identifies as gender non-conforming. Wonderful. Justin Clay, who is a 23-year-old YouTuber based in Atlanta, has noticed greater acceptance of and experimentation with gender nonconformity since coming out in 2014. He stated, As I've grown up, I've seen more people my own age exploring how they express themselves. I feel a lot of it is due to the work and organizing that queer people of color have done. Gay men know instinctually that masculinity is fluid. Even the most straight-acting gay men can't call everyone bro all the time. All gay men engage in code-switching, butching it up in a job interview, but letting themselves queen out at the weekly drag race gathering. Much of this variation in behaviour stems from a desire to avoid negative social repercussions from society at large. But gay men also tend, tend don't always tend to put on their straight face to be more appealing to other gay men. And yet some in the gay community, particularly those who express a preference 
for butch types are reluctant to acknowledge that attraction to masculinity as a very as variable as masculinity itself. Dating apps make it easy to enforce gender boundaries, but in reality, desire is messy, it's complicated, and it's surprising, says Jake Hall, a PhD student at University of Birmingham who identifies as femme. Even if you have a preference for masculine men, you'd be surprised who you end up being attracted to. You can recondition your mind. As young people push the boundaries of gender, an increasing number of gay men feel comfortably questioning gay culture's idolization of traditional masculinity and the notion that desire is bound by it. See, I like that. More and more gay men feel comfortable questioning this idolization. It's absolutely wonderful that people that these young gay men are are questioning this idolization, I guess. Because we don't want it to be the same thing over and over and over again, of course. So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of needed, I guess. Almost definitely needed, really. And it, and it's difficult to reconcile one's masculinity with the quite often aberrant, aberrant nature of men as a whole. Right? It's tough. It's tough. And as the US and the global economy began its slow recovery from the Great Recession, and the marks of what we now call the masculinity crisis took hold the world over. This is Tom McGee now. I spent most of that year at home seeing myself as I really was, bearded and shirtless. An apparition at my kitchen table or in my bed. This inevitable man I would become. And it still surprises me how precisely right I was in that hallucinatory Im imagining. But of course, I have another body within this body. We all do. All of us have the, have the capacity to take hormones that will turn on the genes that lay dormant inside us, unlocking a twin of sorts. But the intimacy I had unconsciously with that man felt within me a mystical one. I blossomed into him. This deep wisdom about my own becoming is a great joy for me. About being trans, I only note it because there are so few joys expressed about the trans community outside of the tropes people rely on to sell their stories. Born in the wrong body, etc. It's, it's actually quite horrible, really. I mean, this this as a whole has really sort of gotten to me, I guess, this article. Because I, I, I try my hardest. I really do try my hardest not to show these traits of, of toxic masculinity. But I, I think that we kind of all do. And I, I think even females kind of do. 
um, in in a regard and well, I guess in the hetero community I'll go back to it. it it's can be really quite difficult coming to terms with oh I need a you know I need a man's man I need I need someone who will who can do the heavy lifting around the house and that sort of thing but this I don't want to call it obsession this sort of goal of showing as masculine even if that when that's not naturally who you are I guess it is is a wee bit of a problem like I I I technically am masculine I guess I don't think there's much of me that is that shows femininity but I, I do still think I have that feminine side in me somewhere and to be fair I show it a lot more than what I think a lot of straight cis men do but that comes down to who I am inside I'm not afraid to show who I am and what my I'm a very very emotional person in general I'm talking from my own personal experiences here now which is a bit bit out of it but that's how it is for me I guess but that'll change for every person I guess what I want to take out of this episode for you guys is there is not pressure on you there is not pressure on you to have to be this person and it's great that we're sort of moving away from this but just be who you want to be you may get pressures from outside that's a hundred percent correct but I'll, I'll go back and, and quote wisdom power you cannot exist in a world where you're always armored because it puts you in this box that makes it very hard for you to get the help that you need because you're blocking yourself off from it and that can work in many 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 different aspects of life and on that note this is the Opera Ghost logging off from another episode of the A-Slot Podcast touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Uh, blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's here that I must be, 
my heart and treats. Just hear those savage beats and go put on your cleats and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany. That's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire. It's a flame with desire. Which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums, and I envy the rose that you held in your teeth. Love with the thorns underneath, love sticking into your gums. Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches. The last time I needed 20 stitches to sew up the gash you made with your lash as we dance to the masochism tango. Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain, then kick me once again and say we'll never part. I know too well I'm underneath your spell, so darling if you smell something burning it's my heart. Don't you take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder, fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre. Tango.